Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 66. Today, as we work through the book of Joshua again, we'll be seeing a lot of uh, description of how the land is parceled out to different uh, tribes. In one sense, we see how the kingdom is being divided into pieces that people will get. And interestingly enough, when we look at the, the chapter in Luke, Luke 17, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God as well. And what I'm hoping we'll see through all this is that God's kingdom is not only real, but it's actually a kingdom that's received. It's a kingdom that God gives as a gift, not something that we've earned or deserved. And you can see that in the life of the people of Israel, and you can see that in your own life if you're willing to see it too, that ultimately a kingdom can only be something that God is giving you and me because there's no way we could achieve it or do it on our own. So let's begin with Joshua 14. The following is a record of the territory assigned to the Israelites in the land of Canaan by Eliezer the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelite tribal leaders. The land assignments to the nine and a half tribes were made by drawing lots, as the Lord had instructed Moses. Now Moses had assigned land to the two and a half tribes in the East Jordan, but he assigned no land to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph were considered as two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. The Levites were allotted no territory, though they were assigned cities in which to live, along with the grazing areas for their cattle and possessions. The Israelites followed the Lord's instructions to Moses and divided up the land. The men of Judah approached Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Canaanite, said to him, You know what the Lord said about you and me to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea. I was forty years old when Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy on the land, and I brought back to him an honest report. My countrymen who accompanied me frightened the people, but I remained loyal to the Lord my God. That day Moses made this solemn promise, saying, Surely the land on which you walked will belong to you and your descendants permanently, for you remain loyal to the Lord your God. So now, look, the Lord has preserved my life, just as he promised these past forty-five years since the Lord spoke these words to Moses. While Israel traveled through the wilderness, see, I am here today, eighty-five years old. Today I am still as strong as when Moses sent me out. I can fight and go about my daily activities with the same energy I had then. Now assign me the hill country that the Lord promised me at that time. No doubt you've heard then that the Anakites live there in the large fortified cities. But assuming the Lord is with me, I will conquer them as the Lord promised. Joshua asked God to empower Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and assigned him Hebron. So Hebron remains the assigned land of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to the very day he remained loyal to the to this very day, because he remained loyal to the Lord God of Israel. Hebron used to be called Kirith Arba. Arba was a famous Anakite. Then the land was free of war. The land allotted to the tribe of Judah by its clans reached to the border of Edom, to the wilderness of Zin and the Negev as far, far to the south. Their southern border started at the southern tip of the Salt Sea, extended south to the Scorpion Ascent, crossed to Zin, went up from the south to Kadesh Barnea, crossed to Hezron, went up to Adar, and turned toward Karka. It then crossed the Asmon, extended to the stream of Egypt, and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was their southern border. 
The eastern border was the Salt Sea to the mouth of the Jordan River. The northern border started north of the Salt Sea at the mouth of the Jordan, went up to Beth Hogla, crossed north of Beth Araba, and went up to the stone of Boha, a son of Reuben. It then went up to Deber from the valley of Achor, turning northward to Gilgal, which is opposite the pass of Adumim, south of the valley, crossed to the waters of Enshemesh, and extended to Enrogel. It then went up to the valley of Ben-Hinnom, to the slope of the Jebusites on the south, that is Jerusalem, going up to the top of the hill opposite the valley of Ben-Hinnom to the west, which is the, valley, which is the end of the valley of Rephites to the north. It then went from the top of the hill to the spring of waters in Nephtoah, extended to the cities of Mount Ephron, and went to Bala, that is, kirath Jerem. It then turned from Bala westward to Mount Seir, crossed to the slope of Je- Mount Jerem on the north, that is, Kezalon, descended to Beth Shemesh, and crossed to Timnah. It then extended to the slope of Ekron to the north, then went toward Zikaron, Shikaron, across to the Mount Bala, extended to Jabneel, and ended at the sea. The western border was the Mediterranean Sea. These were the borders of the tribe of Judah and its clans. Caleb, son of Jephunneh, was assigned Kirith Arba, that is Hebron, within the tribe of Judah, according to the Lord's instructions to Joshua. Arba was the father of Anak. Caleb drove out the three Anakites, Sheshai, Ahim, and Talmai, descendants of Anak. From there he attacked the people of Deber. Deber used to be called Kirith Sefer. Caleb said, To the man who attacks and captures Kirith Sefer, I will give my daughter Askath as a wife. When Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's brother, captured it, Caleb gave to Achish his daughter, gave Achish his daughter to him as a wife. One time, Achish came and dis- and charmed her father so that she could ask him for some land. When she got down from her donkey, Caleb said to her, "What would you like?" She answered him, "Please give me a special present, since you have given me land in the Negev. Now give me springs of water." So he gave her both the upper and lower springs. This is the land assigned to the tribe of Judah by its clans. These cities were located in the southern extremity of Judah's tribal land near the border of Edom. Kabziel, Eder, Jagur, Kinnah, Dimona, Adada, Kedesh, Hazor, Ithnan, Ziph, Telam, Biloth, Hazor, Hadathath, Kirath, Hezron, that is Hazor, Ama, Shima, Molada, Hazar, Gada, Hezbon, Beth Pelet, Hazar, Jual, Beersheba, Bezothiah, Bala, Lim, Ezem, Eltuad, Kezi, Horma, Ziklag, Madanan, Zananath, Laboth, Shaim, Alin, Rimnon, a total of 29 cities and their towns. These cities were, the f- were in the foothills Eshtola, Zora, Ashnan, Zanon, Enganim, Tapua, Enam, Jarmuth, Adalam, Zoka, Eskala, Jarayam, Adithayim, and Gedera, or Gedarathayim, a total of 14 cities and their towns. Zenin, Hadashath, Migdalgad, Dilian, Mispah, Jokkil, Lakesh, Boskath, Eglon, Kabon, Lamas, Kitlish, Gedaroth, Bethdagon, Naaman, Magadha, a total of 16 cities and their towns. Libna, Ether, Ashan, Ifta, Ashna, Zeban, Kilia, Ashbid, and Mirshan, a total of nine cities and their towns. Ekron and its surrounding towns and settlements, from Ekron westward and all those of the vicinity of Ashdod and their towns, Ashdod with its surrounding towns and settlements, and Geza with its surrounding towns and settlements, as far as the stream of Egypt and the border of the Mediterranean Sea. These were the cities in the hill country, Shamir, Jatir, Zoko, 
Dana, Kirith Hasana, that is Deber, Anad, Eshtema, Anim, Goshen, Holon, Gilon, a total of 11 cities and their towns. Arab, Duma, Eshan, Janim, Bethuba, Aphetek, Humta, Kirith Arba, that is Hebron, and Zior, a total of nine cities and their towns. Maon, Carmel, Ziph, Judah, Jezreel, Jokdiam, Zonon, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah, a total of ten cities and their towns. Halul, Beth Zur, Gidor, Marath, Beth Anath, and Eltekon, a total of six cities and their towns. Kirath Baal, that is Kirath Jerm, and Rabbah, a total of two cities and their towns. These cities were in the wilderness Beth Araba, Midin, Zakarah, Nishban, the Sea of Salt, and Engedi, a total of six cities and their towns. The men of Judah were unable to conquer the Jebusites living in Jerusalem. The Jebusites live with the people of Judah in Jerusalem to this very day. The land allotted to Joseph's descendants extended from the Jordan at Jericho to the waters of Jericho to the east through the desert and up from Jericho into the hill country of Bethel. The southern border extended from Bethel to Luz and crossed into the Archite territory at Ataroth. It descended westward to the Japhelite territory as far as the territory of Lower Beth Horon and Gezer and ended at the sea. Joseph's descendants, Manasseh and Ephraim, were assigned their land. The territory of the tribe of Ephraim from its clans included the following. The border of their assigned land to the, to the east was Ataroth Adar as far as Ep- Upper Beth Horon. It then extended onto the sea with Mechamathath on the north. It turned eastward to Tanath Shalon and crossed at the Sea of Jonath. It then descended from Janan to Atrath and Nara, touched Jericho and extended to the Jordan River. From Tapua, it, it went westward to the Valley of Cana and ended at the sea. This is the land assigned to the tribe of Ephraim by its clans. Also included were the cities set apart for the tribe of Ephraim within Manasseh's territory along with their towns. The Ephraimites did not conquer the Canaanites living in Gezer. The Canaanites lived among the Ephraimites to this, live among the Ephraimites to this very day and do hard labor as their servants. The tribe of Manasseh, Joseph's firstborn, was also allotted land. The descendants of Machir, Manasseh's firstborn, and the father of Gilead received land, for they were warriors. They were assigned Gilead and Bashan. The rest of Manasseh's descendants were also assigned land by their clans, including the descendants of Abiezer, Helek, Azrael, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemadah. These are the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, by their clans. Now Salophiad, son of Heford, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons, but only daughters. These are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Terza. They went before Eleazar the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders, and said, The Lord told Moses to assign us land among our relatives. So Joshua assigned them land among their uncles as the Lord had commanded. Manasseh was allotted ten shares of land, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan. For the daughters of Manasseh were assigned land among his sons. The land of Gilead belonged to the rest of the descendants of Manasseh. The border of Manasseh went from Asher to Michmathah, which is near Shechem. It then went south toward those who live in Antuapah. The land, the land of Tuapah belonged to Manasseh, but Tuapah, located on the border of Manasseh, belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. The border then descended southward to the valley of Cana. Ephraim was assigned cities there among the cities of Manasseh, but the border of Manasseh was north of the valley and ended at the sea. Ephraim's territory was to the south and Manasseh's to the north. The sea was Manasseh's west border, and their territory touched Asher on the north and Issachar on the east. 
Within Issachar's and Asher's territories, Manasseh was assigned Beth Shean, Iblium, the residents of Dor, the residents of Endor, the residents of Tanakh, the residents of Megiddo, and three of Napheth, and the towns surrounding all these cities. But the men of Manasseh were, uh, Manasseh were unable to conquer these cities. The Canaanites managed to remain in those areas. Whenever the Israelites were strongly, strong militarily, they forced the Canaanites to do hard labor, but they never totally conquered them. The descendants of Joseph said to Joshua, Why have you assigned us only one tribal allotment? After all, we have many people, for until now the Lord has enabled us to increase in number. Joshua replied to them, Since you have so many people, go up into the forest and clear out a place to live in the land of the Perizzites and Raphaites in the hill country of Ephraim, if the hill country of Ephraim is too small for you. The descendants of Joseph said, The whole hill country is inadequate for us, and the Canaanites living down in the valley in Beth Shean and its surrounding towns and the valley of Jezreel have chariots with iron-rimmed wheels. Joshua said to the family of Joseph, to both Ephraim and Manasseh, You have many people and great military strength. You will not have just one tribal announce, uh, allotment. The whole hill country will be yours. Though it is a forest, you can clear it and will be entirely yours. You can conquer the Canaanites, though, you have chari- though they have chariots with iron-rimmed wheels and are strong. So I hope you made it through all the list of those names and those towns. I'm glad I made it through. I don't know if I pronounced them all properly, but the point I think that's bigger that we need to remember is that God is the one who is giving this kingdom to them. And again, it's a gift and it's requiring some trust and effort on them and their part to trust God and to step into it and to, and to receive it and to receive it by faith. And so with that in mind, let's turn to Luke 17 and hear what Jesus has to say about the kingdom of God. Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times returns to you saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this black mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Would any of you say to your slave when he comes in from the field after plowing and or shepherding sheep, come at once and sit down for a meal? Won't the master instead say to him, get my dinner ready and make yourself ready to serve me while I eat and drink? Then you may eat and drink. He won't thank the slave because he did what he was told, will he? So you too, when you have done everything that you are commanded to do, should say, we are slaves undeserving of special praise. We have only done what was our duty. Now on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, raised their voices, and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went along, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He fell with his face to the ground at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to turn back and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to the man, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Now at one point the Pharisees asked Jesus when the kingdom of God was coming. So Jesus answered, saying, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, 
nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, for indeed the kingdom of God is in your midst. Then he said to his disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Then people will say to you, Look, there he is, or look, here he is. Do not go out or chase after them. For just like the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so too will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were being given in marriage, right up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, people were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. But on the day Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be the same on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, anyone who is on the roof with his goods in the house must not come down to take them away, and likewise the person in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Then the disciples said to him, Where, Lord? He replied to them, Where the dead body is, there the vultures will gather. This may seem a bit of a strange story and parable that Jesus is giving here, but he's basically teaching them that when he comes and returns as the king of the kingdom, every eye will see him. It will be like lightning flashing through the sky. And in that day, those who have been willing to set aside their own life, in a sense, willing to say to Jesus, your king, not me, will enjoy Jesus and his kingdom forever with him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. <laughs>